Good evening, coming to you from the shadow of Cerro San Luis Obispo. My name is Stephen Hodges. This is Slowpoke Sports, covering all of the sports news from Slow County down to pass, uh, down to Lompoc. In fact, that's where the poke comes from, not a P. Do have Paso on the mind, though. Uh, we'll talk about that here a little bit because I want to start off by congratulating the St. Joe Knights girls volleyball team taking home the CIF championship. Uh, never easy to make your way through playoffs, and particularly this year. So to see uh, the first of hopefully several uh, CIF championships this year coming uh, coming our way, I mean, that that's great to see. Uh, D3 volleyball, great setup. Don't watch a lot of volleyball. Didn't know if this how unexpected this was, to be honest with you, but always a great thing to see. Uh, excellence on the Central Coast. Uh, unfortunately for me, as far as the college thing goes, there wasn't a lot of that to be seen on the Central Coast this week. Had to make the drive up to Sacramento, uh, watch Pauly uh, get beat by Sac State 41-9. Uh, probably the most heartbreaking thing about that is it looked like John Carlo Woods had a pretty uh, tough injury on the sideline there. Not sure we're going to see him again this season. I'd be very uh, surprised, to say the least, because there's only two uh, two games left, and with what a special athlete he is, I, I really hope he ends up uh, getting a full recovery and getting the time that he needs and doesn't get rushed back for a game that maybe he shouldn't be rushed back into if he was uh, seriously injured enough to require an air cast uh, to get uh, off the field. Uh, so, Pauly skids to 1-8 and eight against uh, Sac State. Uh, a sneakily good team. They're one of those teams that's just like, this is a fundamentally sound team. Uh, it's just, you know, frustrating because they don't excel in any way. You know, you, you go against a team like Montana. It's like, all right, this offense is so-so, but, you know, Patrick O'Connell might be the best linebacker in the FCS, and you get a chance to see that. And in Sac State, there wasn't one player on that roster that was like, boy, I, I can't wait to watch more of that guy. They seem like one of those uh, just kind of bracket fellers for the playoffs. They're a good team. Like I said, there's while there's also no wow, I don't want I want to see more of that guy. It's like there was no one that was like, boy, that guy. You know, there's no real weakness that was like Paulie should have exploited X that I had seen. So, uh, you know, great to see a, a team that's gonna make the playoffs. But Paulie's had enough of that. Luckily, like I said, another one and eight team, uh, Idaho State. This Saturday at, at, at 5 p.m. That's going to be the, the setup. Hopefully they can pull in a win. Uh, it's been a little bit, so that's all i got to say on that. Uh, even less to say about Allen Hancock College Football. Uh, they had a COVID postponement uh, against LBCC. I believe this was on Long Beach, not on Hancock. So uh, in theory, if it comes down to it, if Long Beach has to make up multiple games and one of them is more significant, then... Uh, you know, that'd go down as a forfeit against Long Beach. The way I understand it is at the end of the junior college season, every, all the postponed games that are going to get played need to get played. They have one week to do it. So really each team is going to be making up one week of games that week. And so it, it's going to be an interesting situation for Hancock because they've got this one that's against LBCC, but they have one against their own team, against Mount Sac. Uh, so really a weird spot. Also going to make it even weird for what the postseason is going to look like for bowls. They're highly ranked, but I think you need to be 500. The game against Bakersfield this week at 1 p.m. Uh, at home 
also Bakersfield always a, a fun team to watch BC is a uh, fantastic location to go see on the road because they have a large stadium but also uh, the rivalry runs deep with Bakersfield each time that or Bakersfield rivalry runs deep with Hancock each time they play so that's one that you should check out if you get the chance uh, so it, it also could all mean the bowl eligibility for Hancock technically right now they're at four and three uh, so if they win they'll go to six and uh, sorry five and three uh, possibly six and three depending on the uh, Long Beach and Mount Sac situation uh, as they're only getting one of those games the other one's gonna be a forfeit whole complicated thing uh, so like I said that's gonna be the early game uh, at home is gonna be Hancock the later game uh, at Pauly 5 p.m. the uh, game I was at before that though I also got to spend four hours on the road Friday as well as 10 hours on Saturday was Mission College Prep at Lemoore. Uh, Mission College Prep in D2, uh, as is obviously Lemoore as we are into playoffs on the in the central section. Uh, Lemoore was number 7, pr Mission Prep number 10, and <laughs> I tell you what, I was scared going into that game uh, because Lemoore on tape was just fantastic. You know, you had this great quarterback that could throw every type of throw, uh, you know, threat on his feet, you know, just could bomb these things out, and really Mission Prep neutralized them pretty well. Jack Susank had two interceptions, Mario Guerrero had one. Uh, the wide receivers were just covered well by the defensive backs for Mission Prep, and uh, Jacob Castaneda uh, was fantastic as a sophomore uh, linebacker blitzing on that, uh, in that game on Ty Chambers, the quarterback. Just a, a really good show for Mission Prep. I mean, on offense, that entire O-line is just, you know, you, you see them do it week after week, and all due respect to the Ocean League, uh, they aren't D2 uh, lines, you know? They're, they're not the same lines that Mission's going to be seeing. And so to see Mission move the ball like that against a Lamore team, I mean, hats off to that entire coaching squad because Lamore bigger school than, than Mission, something that's going to be true throughout the playoffs, especially now with uh, St. Joe out of that bracket, which we'll touch on here in a second. Uh, you know, Mi Mission shouldn't have any right to make the line that they do, and they, they got it done and, and beat Lamore on the ground on offense and uh, shut down the air attack uh, on defense. The rush attack, they probably could have done a little better on, but we'll, we'll have more time to talk about that as Mission's moving on. And we'll get into our game previews later. Uh, in D2, St. Joe played Bullard. Bullard came uh, uh, real close to being upset. Uh, St. Joe coming in at number 16, like I said. So the bottom seat of that bracket probably, you know, going to be look, looking back and saying, oh, it would have been nice to have a few fewer points because fractions of a point separated them from D2 and D3. Uh, and they gave Bullard a hell of a game despite missing players. Uh, due to a car crash that happened on Friday. It looks like, uh, from what I'm seeing, everyone's going to be fine in the long run, but that, that didn't help things for St. Joe. Uh, one of the most unlucky situations I can imagine. Uh, Bullard came roaring back in that game, took a two-point conversion, and if you're the Knights in D2, you have to sit there and realize what a compliment it is to have the number one seed going for two at the end of the fourth quarter on home field uh that that's the sign that they were scared of you right like they did not want to play the knights anymore 
if that game had one more quarter, I am confident St. Joe would have won. For it to come down to one play like that, heartbreaking way to lose, but we know how good the Knights are. Uh, one of the top teams in the Central Coast, but that Mountain League, obviously. So, uh, you know, honorable way to, to end a season. Uh, I, I still want to remind people, St. Joe, D2 team, uh, their cross-road rival moved on, especially against a, a local team, but they're a much lower division. So uh, if you're in a smack talk across Foster Road, just remember, D2, much different situation. <laughs> uh, moving on to D3, this game was played on Thursday. Paso went to Tulare Union. Uh, it's, you want to know why defense wins you championships in situations like what we saw in Paso. Uh, came down to a onside recovery from Tulare Union. So Paso was leading 14 to, uh, or sorry, 24 to 14. Uh, Tulare Union scored and then kicked the onside kick, recovered it, and was driving on uh, Paso at the end of that game. And, and Paso just held tough. That's the type of situation. That's one of those you know, playoff drives that determined championship teams from the guys that were pretending. Uh, Paso making a big stop on Tulare Union through their defense. I, I'm incredible effort by the Bearcats. Uh, Friday night, we got to see another great showing in D3 by a Central Coast team. This was Arroyo Grande, who's the number four seed. They were hosting Madeira. Uh, they ended up winning that one 49-21. Uh, what you want to see out of one of those top four seeds in the division. Uh, AG brought it. They, they did a great job uh, really shutting out a Madera Wolfpack team that is fantastic. I'm sure the drive must not have been fun for Madera as Madera north of Fresno. Uh, so that that's that's one of those. You just it's what playoff is, playoffs is. You're gambling a lot and uh, you know hoping that you get a team that you can hang with. Madera couldn't hang with AG this week. Uh Continuing the blowouts for the Central Coast. And again, this bracket made to prevent this. So uh, all kudos to those teams that are breaking the, uh, the the computer this year and getting people mad. Because Napomo, uh, 34, Mount Whitney, 7. Uh, Napomo, the number one seed. Mount Whitney, number 16. So Mount Whitney's another one that's like, God, just a, a couple, shave a couple points. Drop us down one. Uh, and it would have made the world a difference. But... May, may not have it, and we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, as Napomo sh sent them home packing, another long drive. Uh, they've got an exciting game coming up, and we'll talk about that here in just a second. Uh, biggest upset across the central, central section may have been this one. Number two, San Luis Obispo dropping it to number 15, Ridgeview. I didn't see any news or highlights on this. Uh, that's a bummer way to go for Slow, who was rightfully highly ranked in that division. They, they had a great team this year, uh, but they're, they're going to be wrapping it up early. Uh, that's a young team to my understanding. So they should be uh, bringing that back and hoping to, you know, probably, you know, as we start looking forward, they, they pr probably will be the top dogs in the ocean league next season. Uh, also in that D five bracket, both Rigetti and Atascadero, they decided to play each other. Uh, Rigetti taking that one home as makes sense. I mean, they're mountain league, fantastic team uh that they, they took that one 28 to 6 like i said atascadero had a pretty strong year honestly for the legacy that Vic cooper has I, I expect to see that get better going forward but uh this is that first step out of a slide you look about 2017 they started a slide that they're just now starting to turn around uh long road ahead for coach cooper but atascadero getting better doing that little bit of step 
each week. And I, I wish those seniors luck because they've actually they've had quietly good seasons the past few years, even though the metrics have kind of slid off. Uh, Division six didn't have any games this week, but still two teams alive, both Morbay and Pioneer Valley on buys. Uh, in the southern section, had two teams locally playing. Uh, that's Lompoc, who went to Western. They fell 30, uh, 42 to 37. Uh, kudos to those guys. Rewrote the record books once again in a very uh, strong football school. You know, Historically, you talk guys like Napoleon Kaufman down there. When you're starting to knock on that territory, uh, you know you've, you, you've done something great. So you can uh, get online and see all the different records that have been broken this year by guys like Sheldon Canley and... Uh, Oh, the quarterback's name just escaped me right now. But he, Kevin Ross, who's been uh, playing since his freshman year and just been playing lights out, you know, rightfully rewrote a lot of those records, uh, especially for the career stats for quarterback. You know, you start all four years. Uh, it's an incredible feat. So nothing but respect to Lompoc. Bummer of a season. You know, first losing record and since Coach Jones has been there. So, uh that that's going to be something I'm sure is going to be overblown because they're still one of the best teams on the Central Coast. But I'm sure that there's going to be people overreacting to that for uh, months to come. Uh, the other team that went down south, well, Lompoc was at home, but uh, St. Inez went down south to Elsinore, uh, had a chance to talk to Charles Summer, who was at this game, and he said, yeah, it's kind of what we've seen in the southern section the last year. It's just a high-population school welcoming in a small population school and just having more big guys that can get the job done. Uh, and so it sounded like, uh, you know, St. Inez just kind of got a bad seed there, obviously, you know, on the road. But as an 8-2 team, uh, they, they exceeded expectations upon expectations. They continue to be one of the best teams out there. Uh, I do see Coach McClurg on uh, – social media talk about you know sending suggestions and all that i don't think anyone's gonna be questioning his system here uh for a little bit of time to come obviously with sandy Nez slowly moving to central sector central section uh hopefully we'll see that here sooner than than later as that timeline keeps changing from what i've been hearing uh this week moving on to current games gonna be happening this friday uh we're gonna start in d2 mission prep at bakersfield mission the number 10 seed Bakersfield, the number two seed. Here's a fun thing about that. Mission, perfect at 10-0. and 0. Uh, Bakersfield, four and five. So even after one round of action, uh, Bakersfield, not at a winning record yet, but the number two team in D2. A lot of their losses come to teams like Frontier. Uh, a lot of real good uh, football being played in Bakersfield. Speaking of Frontier, that's the team that we need, we being the Mission Prep Faithful, want to see go down if Mission Prep wants to host a game in the next round, as number 11 Wasco is going to be playing Frontier. Uh, and so that that's going to be an interesting one with kind of a Shafter-esque adjacent vibe out there west of Bakersfield. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Actually, Bakersfield didn't play Frontier. I see in Liberty uh, that Bakersfield plays. Regardless. Uh, Go Wasco, City of Roses, come out smelling like a rose, and hopefully Mission Prep will be able to host one more game uh, this postseason. I don't think it's possible for them to host another after that, but I haven't looked back close at the other side of the bracket. Uh, that game will be on Prep Sports Network, by the way. We're back on video uh, live. Myself and Brian Stanley, check it out. Moving on to G3, <laughs> finally. Uh, Washington Union was at number four, Aurora Grande. 
uh, or is going to be at number four, Royal Grande. Uh, Washington Union at six and three team. Royal Grande currently sitting at eight and three. Uh, the winner is going to be uh, playing CVC or Fireball. If Royal Grande wins, uh, they will be playing Fireball at home if they end up winning. Or uh, Central Valley Christian in Visalia will be a bit of a drive. At least it's a decent uh, drive. I do, I do not mind it compared to some of the other ones. Uh, I didn't look too closely at Washington Union, to be quite honest. They seem to be a, a pretty decent team. This should be a good matchup for Rory Grande. Luckily, they still at home. I think a lot of these teams making the drive uh, aren't, aren't too happy to be having to drive all the way out here. So I think that's going to play an advantage on Rory Grande and give them that, that boost for a win. Uh, number 11, uh, Paso is... 7-3, head into Dinuba, who's 7-4. and four. The winner is going to be playing Bakersfield Christian or Strathmore. Uh, if Paso wins, they're going to be traveling to that team. Uh, I think they're going to be cheering for Strathmore this week, uh, who's the number two team, because uh, Bakersfield Christian had a 50-6 to six win over Stockdale in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Strathmore also one of those smaller schools that is kind of highly ranked because they played a weaker schedule. Uh, it'd be great to see an it's weird to call an upset for the number two seed, but see an upset of Strathmore over Bakersfield uh, and have Paso go, go go play them. You know, I, I think it's a better matchup for them than BC. Uh, in Division Four, number eight Highland is going to be going to play number one Napomo. Uh, Napomo. Very emotional game this week with all of the uh, the, the fire uh, issues and all of the stuff going on. Hopefully they will have a less turbulent game week in the, the winning days of this, this week uh, and get a good chance to prepare for this Highland team, even though uh, sometimes those types of unfortunate events can bring a team together. You know, I'd rather them not happen. Uh, I've got Napomo winning this game. They, they I think they're a little overmatched for D4, to be quite honest. They struck me more as that D3 team, uh, but we'll see. Uh, either way, if Napomo wins, they would host no matter what against the next team, uh, which would be either Foothill or Mendota, the number five team playing the number 13 seed. Uh, number six, Kalinga, 6 and 3, is going to be traveling to Rigetti this Friday, who's 2 and 8. Uh, the winner is going to be playing North Bakersfield. Uh, versus Ridgeview. Ridgeview, the team that beat slow. Uh, Rigetti, if they win, will host uh, no matter what. Uh, this is going to be a really interesting game because Kalinga is the team that beat Templeton 27-6, to but that is all the way back in August. So uh, Kalinga is not a pushover. This is seems to be a more competitive game than what we saw with the Atascadero game. I, I've Scott Rigetti pretty heavily favored still because we're still talking about Kalinga who's would probably be considered a good ocean league team. Uh, I wouldn't put them all the way in the mountain. So I've got Rigetti moving on and they'll, they'll probably play Bridgeview. I think Ridgeview is better than their ranking shows. Uh, number six, we finally have action on the central coast as both Morro Bay and Pioneer Valley were on extended buys last week. Uh, Morro Bay is going to be hosting number seven, uh, East Bakersfield, who's sitting at 5-7. and seven. Uh, East played some local teams uh, and didn't do so great. So I think Morrill Bay's got a heavy upper hand in that. They will be playing the game on the other part of the Central Coast. And if they win, they will be hosting in Morrill Bay. Uh, Carruthers is visiting Pioneer Valley. This is a tough one to call. Carruthers is not a, a, a bad team. 
but Pioneer Valley is a team that hasn't found a way to win. Period. So uh, seeing that in playoffs is always interesting. I think these lo- this long of, this long of a buys, uh, Pioneer has not played in quite some time. Uh, could be an issue for Pioneer. This is one of those rust versus rust situations, uh, and hopefully they, they've got the the ability to pull that one out. Uh, if Pioneer wins, they would host the winner of East Bakersfield, or they would host East Bakersfield or be on the road to Morro Bay. So, either way, another local game coming up for the Panthers should they win. Well, that will do it. Just to reiterate, if you want to catch me. Anywhere uh, at Slowpoke Sports on Twitter, S L O P O C S P O R T S. If you want to catch me on the air uh, this Friday, I'm going to be in Bakersfield, Drillers versus Royals uh, on the Press Sports Network. Uh, PressSportsNetworks.com uh, has PSN TV. You can click all those links on the the, the website, and uh, you'll find that game. When we go live, we'll probably be going live around 15 minutes before game time, and. Uh, be live throughout the entire thing. And like I said, we do have video rights this week uh, as NFHS did not put a box up in Bakersfield, uh, which has got to be one of the most frustrating things to find out that you're not even losing your work to a broadcaster, but to a robot. Uh, this this is what they warned us about in Terminator. Sports broadcasters losing their, their broadcasting rights. Serious stuff. Uh, anyway... Uh, then Saturday, uh, 5 p.m. kickoff, I'll be live 30 minutes before with Zach Anderson Yoxheimer on ESPN 1280. Uh, we'll be broadcasting uh, Cal Poly football. <laughs> Should have led all the way up and still almost said Mr. Prep. We'll be broadcasting Cal Poly football. Uh, the Stangs will be wake- welcoming in the Bengals in their second-to-last game. Uh, this is the going to be a slugfest, one of those 1-8 games that uh, you got two teams that just really want to win. More than anything, uh, it, it's going to really set the tone for the Bull Baldwin offseason, I think. So I think it's going to be one that you want to catch if you're interested in how this rebuild is going to go. Uh, and yeah, other than that, you can always catch me next week where I'll have all the results and recaps of the local playoff games uh, coming down the stretch here. So uh, this has been Slowpoke Sports. We'll see you next week. <laughs>